Welcome back to another episode of today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about Greenleaf, which is in its fifth season and just premiered its first episode of this season called The First Day. Yes, this is on Oprah Winfrey's network and it was announced oh. back on July 30th, 2015 that it was going to be a drama that was following an African-American uh, family and their experiences with the church. It was made by uh, Craig Ryder, who is responsible for Lost, um, as well as Six Feet Under. And it had its official premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival. Um, but we'll get into kind of a little bit of the history later. What did you think of the episode when you... Well, I'll give a quick synopsis of what happened in the episode. Basically, we're following the Greenleaf family, and I assume we've been following them throughout all five seasons. The big thing about this episode is that they are coming to grips with the fact that they have lost their ministry or their church, and that it is going to be demolished by the Harmon and Hope group, which infiltrated their board and got people to vote them out of it. And this H&H group is controlled by a family called the Whitmores, and Bob Whitmore is the main guy of that family, and he wants to have his hands in a multiracial church. He is a white minister, and he has unknown reasoning for why he is pushing so hard for this. Were the Whitmores, were they portrayed as evil? The Whitmores were portrayed as evil. They're an evil white family. So they're basically the big antagonist then? Yes, but we don't learn why they have been evil until the very end of the episode. There's a big twist that kind of lets you know what happens. Uh, and it's actually revealed by Rick Fox, who uh, I recognize because of Jake and Amir. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, were there any other noticeable people in this? Because this has a huge cast. Of well, Bob basically. Whitmore was only shown at the beginning and the previously, but he is the president in Homeland right now, or was last I've checked. And he wasn't actually in the episode, but for the rest of the characters, I think they did a fine job. I liked AJ's role the most because he was the most dynamic character to me. Uh, yeah, this. I mean, he, they have a huge family. See? Yeah. So that that's the trouble with. I assume your research started with the cast, and that must have well, been yeah, like a book. The cast was huge because, like, in recurring character slots, Oprah Winfrey is on the show. Oh, cool. Rick Fox, like you said, is also on the show. Bayo Bridges, yeah. who is Jeff Bridges' uh, brother, I believe, is on the show. Keith David, um, I'm not sure if you know that name. I think he was the main character. He has been in a ton of stuff. As is of Keith play. David the uh, character? who is James. Is he James? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so he plays the grandpa, but he's also the minister, the yeah. main family member. And him and May, uh, who in this episode is fasting for the entire episode because she's so pissed off with the H&H group, um, they end up getting married at the very end. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so. so it seems like they're trying to move forward with their lives, and so James proposes at the very end and says, we're going to make a new church. Screw these guys. We're moving forward. And that was where we were left with their storyline. And were, it was a very light storyline for them. Yeah. If you were to watch this uh, episode, would you have a feeling that it was in the final season just with this episode alone? I think so, because it was announced even as I was clicking onto... If you're going to watch this on the own website, you're going to get a lot of commercials. But yeah. it's also going to say, like, final season, final season a lot as well. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. yeah, that makes so I can see guest stars coming on here and thinking, well, I can have a bit role because it is a little soap opera-ish. Yes, yes, it is. But it's, at the same time, I did like the plot. In the end, it reminded me a little bit of Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> uh, was it funny at all? Yeah, there were a few comedy lines. James actually said some funny lines. There was when they were demolishing the church at the very beginning. Uh, we didn't get to see it getting, getting demolished, but they were clearing things out, and someone was holding up a 
giant cardboard cutout of him mm-hmm. like pointing at, at, at the at, out at the audience because he's yeah, one of the ministers. Cool. Yeah, and it's just one of those entertainment ministry type jokes that are out there. Uh, and then also he said a line later on, make sure to post this on Instacart. And then the, I guess the granddaughter was like, it's Instagram, Grandpa. <laughs> she didn't say it in that tone. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. but well, the show has gotten good reviews uh, throughout its run. The first season definitely had the most reviews. Um, it has an eighty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes for the first season. All the other seasons do not have a tomato meter, but it also had for the first season sixty-eight out of one hundred on Metacritic, and um, the overall IMDb score is seven point three, um, with three thousand six hundred and fifty-six people reviewing this uh do you agree with that rating or do i agree that it was positively reviewed yeah i haven't seen those seasons but yeah i would say that it was it seems like it's held its own um the main character besides james would also have to be grace who i think is his daughter um she's been in a lot of stuff as well he calls her Gigi, which i wasn't exactly sure why and she was also one of the ex-pastors and that was another thing that reminded me of righteous gemstones and that everybody kind of in the family gets a chance to own the pulpit yeah, so, yeah. Um, Charity the sister of Grace she is the one who they consider a, ha- having betrayed them mm-hmm. in order for H&H to take over yeah, so on Penny, the board so definitely like righteous gemstones she was introduced well no she, none of these people are as evil or like she was tricked okay. Charity was tricked but her mom or May came in and said called her Benedictine Arnold uh, the traitor of the family and so she was having to deal with her family hating her, and then the guy who she was going to marry also works for H&H, and he dumps her because he's forced to marry this other lady named Judy. And so her whole life is in a tailspin, but at the very end of the episode, it seems like as their family is getting back together for that marriage that she is forgiven, and she returns the ring to Phil and says, like, screw you if you're not going to choose me. Um, and there was just a lot of angst that ended up paying off for her at the end because she she kind of needed her redemption on a certain level and at the other end of things she needed to feel good about herself again now i you kind of answered this before but i kind of want to touch on it again because you said the main person uh her name was grace grace yeah she has been in a lot of broadway musicals she was in sons of anarchy the night shift 24 newsroom so quite like a resume and just Overall, what do you think of the acting? Because the acting has been very much praised. Um, <laughs> really? Yes, it's been the main like focal point, basically, of the show. Well, the drama was definitely there. You had Clarissa and Jacob, who were going through their own divorce, and Clarissa is actually blackmailing Jacob. Uh, and Jacob is... he has He's had a sketchy past with women. Like He's been married to Clarissa this whole time, and she just cheated on him and got chlamydia from this guy named Fernando. But it seems like he kind of deserved it after. So, but then she starts blackmailing him with this will that says that his family, which is the Greenleaf family, stole this house and their whole estate from the previous owners. Oh, so that, yeah. Which was a weird storyline, but it was it did lead him down to have to talk to an ex-girlfriend, and then he had to go find the storage facility. So I got to see kind of a bunch of layers from his point of view, and he was apologizing for his past behavior. Uh, so he was a likable character then. I, I guess now, but he seems like one of those ones who definitely needed, Changed again, redemption. Yeah. because And they were praying throughout the whole thing, so there's a very religious aspect to this show. 
uh, he said something along the lines of to his ex-girlfriend Alexis is is that my daughter because she had a baby running around and Alexis is like I wouldn't have kept yours <laughs> it was such a such like a burn I was like wow what did this guy do in the first four seasons also Alexis said that she had been fired and kicked out of two churches because of him wow. and i was yeah i, was I wonder just, if they showed that in the show or not like throughout the series or if they must have probably they, they must yeah. have or i hope they did well uh, greenleaf won the NAACP image award for outstanding drama series um it seems like the show has definitely developed from what it was because the first season centered around uh the daughter grace greenleaf returning home after 20 years uh for her sister's funeral um, after her sister has committed suicide. Did they say what her sister's name was? I didn't get it now. Is it Faith? Because she was at Faith's it could have been Faith. um, gravestone the day beforehand. And that's where we get into another storyline about AJ and Sophie, who are brother and sister, and they're in the family as well. And she's uh, Grace is very protective of AJ, who has a troubled history with law enforcement. He apparently did this crime, like a pharmacy robbery or something. And this other character named um let me see aaron he's a lawyer and he came there and told them that aj had been cleared of all the charges because this other guy had died who they assumed was the bank robber sorry the the pharmacy robber um but the problem was aj and grace both sort of know that aj did it so aj is just racked with guilt yeah and at a certain point you kind of see grace try to console him and say hey let's just go out you me and your sister but he like then stares at the mirror all haunted troubled plagued uh so one of the yeah one of those scenes where it's like they just stare at themselves like what yeah he gets his backpack and i'm sure he's about to leave and we're not going to see his character again but then right at the end when we're getting all the family members back to go to the wedding she goes in and finds the bathroom door locked grace does breaks down the bathroom door he slit his wrist he's on the ground and he's what looks like dead now this is where i do have a little nitpicky with the show because if you look at his wrist um he only one of his wrists is cut and it's cut horizontally which Mm -hmm. a lot of people say doesn't actually work and it didn't maybe maybe it's one of those things where the writers were trying to yeah, like, it was maybe. a symbolic cut. It wasn't supposed to be like this is how it looks to right because like, he yeah, wasn't there right. was no water really running. It was just in the shower as opposed to a bathtub, which wouldn't technically make sense right. if you were it trying might to kill just yourself. One of those things where he was like scared to, at the idea, so he like did it wrong maybe or something like that. I mean, maybe, that. Uh, but I don't know if he was actually dead or not. They kind of leave it out right. of question. She's right. just screaming in the bathroom by the time that the show ends. So before that, though, I was like, oh, it's going to end on a very positive note. The whole family's got this new plan. But no, that's so not how it ended. The the family in the series, you would you say they're rich? Oh, phenomenally rich. Like crazy rich. Yeah, the, they all live in this giant mansion that i can't even describe because everybody has their own room and it seems like they have their own house and that mansion is an actual mansion that they film at um the show takes place it's in the tennessee. righteous gemstones mansion <laughs> the show takes place in tennessee but it's filmed in georgia so i there was like a whole article just dedicated to the fact that like the place that they shoot the mansion at is like real and everything. oh that's fantastic uh another thing is sophie sophia or sophie uh, she's the sister I, I was talking about of AJ. Yes. She has a boyfriend, and this is such a small storyline, but it was funny because his house was just as fancy looking. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't as big as the mansion, but you could see in the background giant windows and uh, his 
living room was just enormous um, to a point where you're just like, where's all this money coming from? For the, Are they all connected to the church? Why are <laughs> yeah, they so yeah. upset about yeah, this other church coming income. in? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also I should explain the H&H big twist at the very end is that Rick Fox, did I go into this, uh, that he's a senator, or sorry, that um, Bob Whitmore is actually buying real estate and giving away donations and stuff so that he can run to become a senator. And the only reason that he's buying this church is so that he has a multiracial oh. element for when he runs as a conservative get it, Republican. Yeah. And he has that in his back pocket. And I think they refer to him as a unicorn candidate because <laughs> there's no way he can lose that way. And cynically, it's terrible for, for someone to basically just yeah, manipulate think, their yeah. way into office like that. But they were kind of, I think, sending a true message like, wink, wink, this may happen nudge, a lot nudge, yeah. in, in uh, real life because of how religion is tied in with politics a these days. The time, yeah. And I, yeah, I think it's an interesting kind of way to pull it. And the, the only thing is that they can't really make a new church and then also fight this old battle at the same time where they want to get their old one back. Right. So, so they have to choose whether it's going to be a fighting something that may have been a lost cause or continuing down their new road. So it's basically leaving you at like a crossroads situation? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, something that I was wondering is, in the beginning it says Oprah did executive produce these episodes, yes, she did. Yeah. which we know can obviously mean you are in, are in every episode working with them, or mm -hmm. it could just mean that you got your thumb on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, but because she guest starred, do you think that she's actually like oh, working yeah, I on think, it? Oh yeah, I think so. Because this is like a, a pretty big hit among people. Like first off, it uh, was renewed for a second season ahead of its television premiere. It's premiere. Sounds like Empire in that way, where it's uh, uh, filled with African Americans, and it was so popular, it was filling a, a niche yeah. that needed to be filled. At it that definitely point. Yeah. wasn't as popular as Empire, but it did draw 3.04 million viewers uh, on its, you know, on its premiere. Uh, it is definitely loved by fans of the show, and a spinoff for the series is in the works. So how is the spinoff going to work? Uh, I, I don't know, because there wasn't that much information on it, but all I know is that the fans were very much in support of it. Uh, and they I, I, I assume it has a very dedicated fan base, and a lot of the characters, could I could see, branch off and do their own thing. Yeah, well, that, that is true. The thing is, though, the where it comes under fire is there was a lawsuit opened up against Oprah Winfrey for possibly stealing the idea so <laughs> a copyright infringement was placed in 2018 you heard it here for first folks no well, <laughs> i mean <laughs> we're breaking the news no you said 20 what 2018 all right so it's been resolved right well no it actually hasn't um or at least not from what i could uh see i i tried to look it up and it seemed like the case was still going from what i was reading um oprah winfrey obviously responded to this she was saying that it was frivolous and um was saying that it was just to make it look like a manifest lack of merit uh the show itself um it is said that sh uh shannon lynette win and pastor lester eugene uh perry i think i'm butchering the names they are the people who say that they made a show that was very similar to Greenleaf and that's basically a ripoff um, on their project Justice and Glory so it's basically they're saying that you know they're opening up this lawsuit against it's Oprah. not it's not a particularly unique idea though it's just the concept of 
a family who owns a, I've already named that like righteous gemstones which is a complete comedy so obviously not the same but it's the same um, premise of a family who owns a church who's obscenely rich I don't think and that that by itself is is super and, and crazy that's, to that's think the of. thing and that's what uh, Oprah Winfrey's team was kind of trying to push first off the fact that it you know this is different enough um, like for Justice and Glory, and um, had she heard of Justice and Glory? Do we know that? Uh, she said that she didn't. That okay. is what she said. But Justice and Glory is about a young white atheist, um, promiscuous U.S. senator investigating the world famous uh, leader for this mega church. And Greenleaf is about a single mother returning to her father's uh, local African American ministry in Memphis, Tennessee, after the suicide of her sister. So that is what uh, the two were saying. And Oprah I wonder if the I wonder if there was any question when Grace came back whether her family was on the up and up or if she knew something about her past that made her think, oh, I have to investigate further and then find out that her father and or that May and uh, James were up to something up to not. No, 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 that they were, weren't up to anything, oh, because in this by season five, you'd think that they if they were evil, that they'd be showing it constantly. Oh, right. But I meant like the beginning of the show, if that was what they were trying to push or not. Yeah. Because otherwise, that doesn't really sound the plot that you just gave exactly yeah. like this show or anything. Well, the thing is that this episode um, had a nine on IMDb, but only six reviews. Six reviews. So yeah. this this show uh, usually garners around 100 reviews, so not a lot of people are reviewing the show. But um, the ending to this kind of court case thing uh, so far has been in January 2019, uh, the judge denied the motion to dismiss the contract claim that Oprah Winfrey's team tried to kind of uplift so that they didn't have it over their heads. And as far as I know, the uh, copyright is still going on, the lawsuit. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure they'll get it resolved by the time that it finalizes its season. You know how we were talking about earlier with Grace and how she may have came, come home thinking that there was something going on that wasn't on the up and up? There was this character, I think, named Mac who they mentioned, who is the one who had the will that shows that they may have stolen the estate. When and you, I think that character may have passed on or something because ask, yeah. he wasn't part of the show, but they were referring to him in a way that made him seem kind of shady. So maybe he's the reason why Grace came in and thought that there might be something going on. Possibly. Yeah, and then he was replaced later on by H&H as the big villains of the series. One of the other things that I'm thinking about is the amount of dejected, sad looks that each character got between Phil, AJ, uh, the Reverend, when his when he saw his church dying. Um, it was it, there's a lot of moments where the camera just stayed on someone, and then you watch their face just solemnly well, go into a sad grin. I have to ask, uh, would you say this is more a soap opera or more of a drama? Ooh, um, it's a fair mix of both. Everybody seems to have a relationship going on it, it, that's very tenuous or fragile. Even the little kid, like Sophie's like teenage relationship, she goes in to talk to her boyfriend at his house, and he's getting back together with his other girlfriend. <laughs> and he, he's like, don't worry, we're not actually going to get back together. And she's like, you don't know that. I'm hurt, but I'm not mad. <laughs> so very mature. So it seems like most of the drama basically revolves around the family. Oh, and then she had a very sad look on her face as well. <laughs> yeah, all, all dejected looks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
but yeah, the drama in the family is the thing that propels this show and will probably for the last part of the season, whether it be the direct family or something like Jacob and Clarissa's marriage and how she's blackmailing him. By the end, it seemed like he was pretty open to the idea of just giving her as lucrative a breakup contract as he can because he's more interested in finding out the secrets that may lie in the storage room than trying to fight her. Also, uh, I think they share a daughter together, but she got like no lines besides the thing about her grandpa but you quoting saw, Instagram. <laughs> but you saw her. You saw her in the episode. Yeah, her and Sophie are like the same age. She was calling her a slut because <laughs> she was wearing like less clothes than her. I so guess. Yeah. definitely the family uh, storylines are where they get their bread and butter. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Overall, I like the episode. I think you should check it out if you're looking for a good show to watch. Will you watch the second episode? Is the question. No, because we've got plenty of episodes we have to watch now. So that's that, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.